Kobe taught us to be better. Wake up every single day to get better today than you were yesterday. Whatever it takes. Better dreamer. Better waker. Better stretcher. Better walker. Better talker. Better walk and walk and talk and talk. Better blacker. Better sprinter. Better loser. Better winner. Just be better. Do the simple stuff right. Better form. Focus. Better friend. Better fighter. Better rider. Better eater. Mm -hmm. Better leader. Better generation. Better nation. Just be better. Can you do that? Let's go. Back at it. Better player. Better shooter. Better score. Better goat. Yep. Better goat. Better mentor. Mm -hmm. Better minor. Major. Mover. Shaker. Better skater. Better artist. Yeah. Better teacher. Better preacher. Better believer. Better first. Better future. Better hero. Again. Better hero. Better mother. Yeah. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better father. Better me. Better you. Better us. Mamba out. Better. Forever. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on crack? We do some lunch sports, man. Come on, now. New sports desk. Griselda. You're listening to the sports show. Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk, episode 107. Your boys are back in the building. Your favorite sportsologist, I'm your man's one more time, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. And please remember, guys, not only do I have a large glass of wine today, <laughs> but I am here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man Black back in the building for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists in the building. D, let's get into it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got a lot to cover today. A lot. Of course, we are experiencing the madness. March madness is taking place to start this past Thursday. Me and Black are going to dive in uh, in just a few seconds about what we've seen in the tournament so far. Happy 316 day. We're going to celebrate the rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin just a little bit today today as it has been 25 years since the Stone Cold character debuted in the wrestling world. Of course, we're going to talk NFL free agency, going to talk some UFC, a little WWE, and yes, and yes, and yes, all those people who have been tweeting me, texting me in black, tweeting me in black about the unfortunate injury to the King LeBron Ramon James. We will be discussing the impact that is going to have on the Los Angeles Lakers quest to repeat for another NBA championship. Before we get before we get to that black man, what's up with this tournament, man? 
Man, a lot of excitement going on in the tournament. It's man. wild out here. I love it though. For sure, for I sure. Love it. But just want to give a special shout out to Abilene Christian, my boy, <laughs> on a big upset uh, upset last night of the Texas Longhorns. Yeah, you know, man. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of excitement going on in the tournament as we sit here now. We're watching Texas Tech versus Arkansas. Potentially, it could be the best game of the night, yeah. of the day. But uh, very exciting, man, just to see how these uh, lower-seeded teams are making a, making a push, man, and getting some of these well-known teams out of here. But, you know, March, Mad- March Madness is always exciting, D. Yeah, this was the year, unlike any other year, where a non-powered five school could make a really deep run and win the national championship. I'm, I'm talking about leaving out Gonzaga, who's not a traditional power five. They're just a basketball power. But uh, you've seen Loyola uh, knock off my national championship winner pick today um, to getting them right out of the tournament. Uh, you, What's the school name that won last night, my boy? Texas what? Abilene Christian, my boy. For Abilene Christian. You got Oral Roberts uh, getting ready to play their second round game. You got a lot of just crazy upsets uh, taking place in the tournament so far. Rutgers knocking off Clemson. Uh, Syracuse knocking off San Diego State. A lot of madness, man. You got the defending champ, Virginia, going home as well, man. Purdue, 4C, going home, losing to North Texas uh, this weekend. So, you wanted madness, you got madness. And I believe ESPN said that this um, this tournament, uh, it took the shortest time ever to get um, any type of perfect bracket out of the system. So ESPN has no more perfect brackets left in this system. Crazy. And this is the first time that it's happened this fast uh, in the tournament. And I just felt it. I felt it going in. I was like, man, it's been a wild year. Everybody's been dealing with COVID. Everybody's been dealing with the pandemic. Oh, man, shout out to VCU. Heartbreaks, heartbreaks for VCU, man. Not getting the chance to play in the tournament, which they earned the right to do so. Um, With that, the Oregon Ducks automatically advanced to the round of 32. Just heartbreak for VCU. I saw the... um, their coach, he was on Sports Center last night, man, and the dude just had tears in his eyes, man, for his kids who work so hard and they don't get the chance to go out there and, and see what they can do, man. So just a special shout out uh, to VCU. But all in all, we're enjoying the tournament. Yeah, man, very good tournament so yeah, far. Very good. And uh, how many Final Four picks you got left, Black? Uh, I don't think I got many left, D. Uh, I, 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 my pick was uh, Gonzaga to win it all. But um, I don't... I picked. Uh, I still got Florida State still hanging on. Florida State still hanging on. Um, you had Gonzaga. I, you had Florida State. State. I had Gonzaga, Florida State, and, and then my other two were. You had one. You had another team that you skipping over. I'm skipping over some. I didn't have Illinois. No, you didn't. I didn't have Illinois. Who you had I the have? Buckeyes. I in your sure final four. did. Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sure did, and they went home in yes, the first round. Yes, they did. Man. Yeah. So they team. gone. So. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm about cutting half right now with two right. teams I got left. You know, hopefully, you know Gonzaga and Florida State to hold this thing down for me. Yeah, I got a few left myself. I still got Alabama in there. My national championship prediction is out of there. University of Illinois. I got Gonzaga. Uh, they're still in there as well. And I can't remember my third 
I don't. I think I took Oklahoma State to get to the Final Four. I'm not sure if I did or not, so don't quote me on that. But I know it was very high on Cade Cunningham and the Cowboys. But um, yeah, just madness, man. Just madness. Real quick, but did you have a problem with uh Tom Izzo's reaction to that uh his player? Uh, in the playing game when they lost to UCLA, when Tom Enzo just exploded on the player going into the tunnel, did you happen to see that? Um, Deion, honestly, don't think it was a big deal, bro, because mm-hmm. we usually see that before when they get really intense. You got to remember, this is not the first time we've seen this from Tom Enzo. It's it's happened before with Draymond Green and other, a few other players. So he's just a passionate coach. I don't think it was really nothing there. Um, I've I've seen it before. I don't know about others, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, man. When when the chips on the line, man, you got a and you playing in a play in game, yeah. which I believe Michigan State shouldn't have been in a play in game. But um, yeah, they man, lost, it, they it, lost. It, 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 yeah, they did lose, but it could get kind of chippy. But uh, yeah, I don't really think it was nothing to that. Yeah, I didn't have uh, a huge problem with it. I just wish that Izzo was a little bit more aware of doing this. On the floor. Mm-hmm. We all know when you get inside locker rooms and sports, I mean, that's sacred ground. Anything that really happens there stays there. Yeah. I mean, the one time we really heard anything come out of the locker room was was, was your boy, uh, D'Angelo Russell, snitching on Swaggy oh, P. Man. And we see how that turned out. I mean, D'Angelo Russell really had to grind to get some type of respect, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA. And he really did that with his play. Uh, when he got the chance. But other than that, man, you don't really hear, you know, a lot of positive things about, you know, D'Angelo Russell ever since that thing happened with Swaggy P. So if Izzo would have waited to get to the locker room and handle the business like that, you know, one, we wouldn't have never known. And two, that's where it should have been handled. That's just my only gripe. I, if I was a, if I was that kid's father, I would have been concerned watching it on the floor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But besides that, you know, I understand the nature of the game. Heated moment, tournament game. Izzo's losing his mind. But I think Izzo got to have a little bit more awareness okay. of where this takes place. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right, man, we're going to transition out of March Madness. Of course, me and Black could be talking about it week in and week out until the tournament is completed. But Black, it's time to talk about one of your favorites, man. It's time to give some 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 high praise to one of your guys, man. None other than the rattlesnake Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. So we're gonna play uh, a sound of the week from the rattlesnake, and then me and Black are gonna give our thoughts on the legendary Stone Cold Steve Austin, the fourth prestigious King of the Ring, Stone Cold Steve Austin, an incredible victory. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Because I've proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bible and you say your prayers and it didn't get you anywhere. Talk about your Psalms, talk about John 3.16. Austin 3.16 says, I just whipped your ass. Mm. Mm. Come on, that's not necessary. All he's got to do is go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. 
As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Yes, sir. That's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Black. Let's talk about the rattlesnake, man. It was 316 day this past week, March 16th. Uh, celebrating the anniversary of the character of Stone Cold Steve Austin, 25 plus years. Black Stone Cold is one of your favorites of all time. Just when you hear Stone Cold, what are the first thoughts that come to your mind, man? Oh, I changed my life. <laughs> he changed my life, D. You know, I got to see a lot of excitement from uh, Stone Cold. I got a lot of ass whoopings behind Stone Cold. For sure. I mean, you got into a lot of wrestling matches behind Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Sure, like, sure. Man, just the excitement. This guy changed everything. I can speak for me and you. He changed everything for us when it came to wrestling. Yeah. He was what we wanted to see. Shoot, we didn't even want to go to church on Sunday nights no, we because did not. we wanted to see Stone Cold Steve Austin. Facts. Like, man, it was so exciting, man. Just, just uh, Stone Cold, his wave that he had and bringing in emerging. I mean, and bringing in that attitude era into wrestling, man. It's just, and he was in the, at the forefront of that. And just everything about Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. The uh, on the microphone in the ring. Everything he said he did, the beer. I can just remember everything, the, the clashing of the beers, bringing in the uh, the big Budweiser uh, beer truck and spraying everybody down in the rain when they when they took the title from him. Just uh, memorable stuff. And then, you know, most of all, when he first won his first title, beating Shawn Michaels with uh, Mike Tyson as the uh, special guest referee to win the WWF uh, Heavyweight Championship, man. Just amazing, man. So many memories. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time and one of the reasons I love wrestling the way that I do. Yeah, facts, man. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, changed the game. Uh, that Attitude Era was so pivotal in WWE and Stone Cold took the ball from D-Generation Next and ran with it because Sean and Triple H and China DX, they were the first ones to really show us that edgier content. And here comes Stone Cold and just kicks the door down. I mean, how many people each day want to go into work and shoot double birds in their boss's face? <laughs> how many people want to go in and hit their boss with a Stone Cold stun and talk nasty to him right in his face while he's laying there shaking the death? Like Stone Cold used to do Vincent Kennedy McMahon, Shane McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> Linda McMahon. If you had a McMahon, you got it from Austin. But the one thing that will always be highlighted for me when I think of Stone Cold Steve Austin is his impact. He gave a sense of confidence to a lot of young boys, teenagers, and men around the world that, hey, you can be your best self and you can be a badass doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And man, when you hear the music, when you see old pictures and you see old videos, I don't care who you are. If you're a big wrestling fan, a casual wrestling fan, or just an innocent bystander with wrestling, when you see that bald-headed, shooting middle fingers, <laughs> beer-drinking, guzzling dude, you tip your cap to that man. Yes, you do. Because he is yes, iconic, and he is beyond wrestling. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold is everywhere. You hear his name in music. You see him in movies. You The, the rattlesnake is the most one of the most iconic things, man, that we've endured um, in, the rest, in our wrestling lifetime. So yeah. we definitely want to give our... Uh, Give Stone Cold his roses once again. And I swear, me and Black are coming 
with these wrestling shows. We are coming with them. We're going to highlight superstars from the past, the present, maybe even the future. We're going to be highlighting old pay-per-views. We're going to be highlighting just storylines. And so, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin might be our first episode where we break down the career of none other than Stone Cold Steve Austin in black. I got one question for you, man. Can you give me a hell yeah? Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, but you know what? What else we need to do, my boy? What's up? Them LeBron 316 t-shirts. I've been looking boy. for them. We, we need I need I've to been find out. For okay, we got to do something, man. I've been looking for them because yeah. that shirt was hard. It was dope. It was that dope. Was yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and that speaks to that speaks to Stone Cold Steve Office and how... Yeah. How he has changed everything, man. You look at NBA players wearing his shirt. Yep. You can go all the way back to Dame Lillard walking in with yeah. the little face mask, yeah. with the shirt, with the walk, with the belt. Yeah. Like he has an impact on all on all sports, yeah. football, basketball. To see him uh, with the Cleveland Browns through practice, man, went out there on the field mm-hmm. and threw, throw the ball around with some of the Cleveland Brown and it was players at practice, and man, they was excited to yeah. see Stone Cold. Yeah. But man, it's so it's it's so. It's so warming to see how Stone Cold Man changed everything that he changed. And like D said, you could you could be about your business and be a badass doing mm-hmm. it. He made that okay. Mm-hmm. But shout out to you, Stone Cold, for everything, man. All the love that you get. You deserve it all, sir. Absolutely. So again, happy 316 day to everybody out there. And shout out to the Rattlesnake uh, one more time. All right, man, we're going to transition out of our sound of the week. We're going to get into our tweet of the week. And boy, Black... While me and you and our families and friends were gathered uh, yesterday at the celebration of your son and my godson's birthday party. Happy birthday, Brayden. <sighs> my boy got a phone call and it was troubling. The whole house got quiet when the phone rang yesterday. And the whole house got quiet because Black was really, really intense. Um, with the phone call and I'm sitting there looking at him like oh my god what has taken place what's going on and my boy looked at me and he said D LeBron just got hurt and my heart dropped <laughs> my stomach started to flip I started just really just going through some things man you had to keep it together I had to keep it together <laughs> And the crazy thing was, the whole house was concerned. Exactly. The it whole house. The whole house was concerned. <laughs> so we quickly pull up the video, and then we see LeBron James go down, man, with a very nasty-looking ankle injury. And there was a couple tweets out there. We're going to start off with LeBron James's tweet that's kind of giving me a little comfort, a little bit from LeBron James. LeBron James says, nothing angers me, saddens me more than not being available to uh, any, for being available to my teammates. I'm hurt inside and out right now, but the road to recovery begins now, back soon like I never left, hashtag the kid from Akron. And Black, this was a tweet that allowed me to get some rest last night. We got Ultimate Laker fan at Unwritten Rules 3. My man simply said, all y'all keep in mind, as you wake up tomorrow morning and go about your day, keep this in mind that you still have to beat LeBron and Anthony Davis four out of seven games. <laughs> Shout out to my guy at Unwritten Rules 3. That black gave me a little bit of comfort as I went to bed last night, that you indeed still have to beat these men four out of seven 
times, all right? So we're going to have more coverage on LeBron's injury, but I just wanted to kind of throw it out there because a lot of people have been sending us things on Twitter, checking on us. Yeah. Shout out to our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, for just being a pain in my <laughs> neck yesterday by sending me little text messages throughout the day and, yes, said, I'm doing okay if you really, really are concerned. All right, baby, we're going to come out of our tweet the week. We're going to go into um, our start bench of cut. And I'm going to challenge you a little bit this week, Black. I'm going to see where, you, where your heart really, really is. Oh, my fault, my fault. All right, we're back. <laughs> hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh, oh. It's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. It's, a it's time once again. All right, Black. All right. Now, Black, as me and you know, it is WrestleMania season, all right? Tonight on this Sunday when me and Black is recording, not only do we have NCAA tournament games to focus on, me and Black also will be focusing on WWE Fastlane, the last pay-per-view before WrestleMania. And Black, it got me to thinking a little bit. We and you watch a lot of wrestling matches in our day. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of different types of matches in our day. So Black, I want to put three matches on the table, and I want to see where you're at. Which one would you want to watch hands down? Which one are you going to think about watching? And which one you really don't mm. care to see again? So here we go, Black. Up oh, first, we have none other none other than Hell in a Cell, my mm. boy. We've seen some great matches in the Hell in a Cell. Next up, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. The TLC match. Boy, have we seen some amazing moments with that match. And last but not least, a similar match, but it has a twist on it. The none other than the money in the bank match. When the winner wins a guaranteed shot at mm. the WWE champion anytime they please. So, Black, where you at, my boy? Hell in the cell. TLC. Money in the bank. Which one you starting? Which one you benching? Which one you cutting, my boy? It's a good one. This is okay. a real good one, man. Them three, three, three of my favorite matches, as uh, to be okay. exact. Okay. But um, I gotta go with Hell in the Cell, man. Too many memories, man. Too starting. many. I'm starting. I'm starting. Uh, Hell in the Cell. I must. That's a must watch for me. Uh, I'm going to bench. Uh, Money in the Bank. And I'm going to cut label tables, ladders, and chairs. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. Um, I'm going to start the TLC match. I mean, the things that the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian and all these different people gave us in these matches, by God, yeah. what we saw. I'm going to bench Hell in a Cell. I mean, you talk about flat-out nasty experiences watching Hell in a Cell very good and I'm going to cut the Money in the Bank match uh, if I had to I love the Money in the Bank match but if I had to I would cut Money in the Bank so all of our wrestling fans out there y'all let us know Hell in a Cell TLC Money in the Bank which one you rocking with which one you're not rocking with and which one you getting up out of here man we would love 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 to hear from you guys alright man I know you guys probably been missing the top 5 segment man but me and Black are going to get back to that but man I'm sure Black can agree with me we getting all these what did you do in camp moments man oh, we man. just got to speak on it 
We just got to speak on it. So with that being said, man, we're going to get into our... What? what did you do in camp? Moment of the week in black, man. Go ahead and uh, kick us off, man. What we starting with today uh, with the what did you do moment of the week. D, mm. it's been a lot of moments, man, this week. Sure. And this weekend, in the past two days, we got a lot of moments, but... D, I have to take it back from what did you, what did you do in camp moment started from the boxing ring. Okay. This week's what did you do in camp moment goes to Maurice Hooker, my boy. Uh. uh yeah. On last night he he de- was defending his WBA international championship against Virgil Ortiz, my boy, undefeated. And Virgil Ortiz gave Maurice Hooker the perfect body shot, my boy. It's becoming a trend, D. Here lately in the world of boxing, we've been getting these body shots that's been taking people out. And we got it once again last night from Virgil Ortiz. And he put Maurice Hooker on his knees. The ref didn't even bother to give Maurice Hooker a standing eight count last (laughs) night. So, Maurice Maurice Hooker... What were you doing in camp when you would when what were you doing that you couldn't stand that body shot? Mm. Was you not doing your cardio, getting your cardio together? Was you not were you, did you breathe in and out? Was that not together? <laughs> what were you doing to have to get put on your back with a body shot? <laughs> what was his name again, my boy? Maurice Hooker, my boy. Maurice Hooker, man. <laughs> you gotta tighten up, man. All right, Black My, what did you do? Camp moment comes from the tournament. Now I'm an I am an avid Duke supporter. All right, I am a Duke fan. Coach K King K, all the talent that came out of Duke, and I've been getting it, man. Matter of fact, we had uh we had our homeboys Tay and JD hit me up on the phone one day and asked me uh when does Duke play in the NIT? They called me this past <laughs> Thursday. Yeah, they've been raining down on me. But it's been one particular set of group of fans. And these fans uh, are from T- uh, Tobacco Road, the North Ooh. Carolina Tar Heels. And I've been getting it from them all week. And they let me know that the Wisconsin game was going to be an easy breezy walk in the park. Athleticism and rebounding and defense would get them to the next round. They have a real chance to make it to the uh, Final Four this year. Ah, ah. <laughs> North Carolina faithful. I got a couple questions. What kind of drills did y'all do leading up to the tournament? <laughs> How many sprints did you do in practice? Did you listen to Roy Williams while he was breaking down the game plan? Did you watch film? What were you guys doing to get shellacked? 85 to 62 in a tournament game? <laughs> oh, You're the eighth seed in the tournament in the ninth seed. Smick, 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 smack, smack, smack you all over the court. Come on, North Carolina fans. You might as well not even been in the tournament with me. You might as well have been sitting on the sideline with me and the, uh, the Duke Blue Devils because you went home in an embarrassing fashion. You got Roy Williams up here crying <laughs> on the post game. When, when, when. It's been a hard year. It's been a hard year for everybody, Roy, but you still lost by 20 to the Wisconsin Badgers. <laughs> and again, North Carolina Tar Heels, I want to know. Black want to know. Everybody know. Want to know what did you guys really do in camp? All right, man. That's all. What did you do in camp? That's funny. Moments of the week, man. We really hope you guys are enjoying uh, the segment uh, each and every week with me and Black uh, putting them on. All right, man. So we're going to come out of our what did you do camp? uh, What did you do in camp? Moment of the week. What? What did you do in camp? 
And we're going to transition into the National Football League. And man, do we have a lot to talk about and a lot to get into. We're going to get our NFL football correspondent, Rashad Robinson, on the phone as well. You guys buckle in. Me and Black are really confused about a lot of things that took place this week. get into it man the national football league let's talk about some free agency or let's talk about the lack of free agency <laughs> i'm gonna play that again if you just didn't get what i was trying to do there all right black let's talk about it man free c we were in the second week well no no, no. we were still in the full week because we recorded the show last monday so a lot mm-hmm. of things happened after me and you uh finished up the show but black let's just go ahead and dive into it man the jacksonville jaguars let's go ahead and do it free agency for the jaguars looks like it's kind of wrapped up uh pretty much but black let's talk about just what we were going through as fans let's not even talk about the moves but what was your mood throughout the week as the jaguar signings came rolling in or the lack of jaguar signings came rolling in how did you feel and where are you at now, Black? Um, where I'm at now, I'm 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 at a level place. I'm okay now. I'm mm-hmm. okay. Um, I kind of got an idea, kind of seeing what Urban Meyer and uh Trent Belkey has in a plan to do. But at the beginning of free agency, when we recorded the last episode on the first day of free agency, oh man, I was a god awful mess, man. <laughs> I was I was a, I was a mess because I we were always expecting Jacksonville to have all this money. We expected Jacksonville to go after the big names, the big players, but it didn't happen that way. It didn't happen that way, D. And and uh, we 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 got you know low key guys, you know low key guys put on the team, special teams guys, Carlos Hyde, you know a few a few a few a few other guys, man. That you know most teams that that what we picked them up for would be special teams guys, but um, then the next day came, man, and we and 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 we missed on the tight end. Hunter Henry, man, I just was like, I just wanted to give up, cause I didn't see, I didn't see the vision, I didn't see what what was going on. But uh, as the day continued, I seen that we got you know good DB uh, Shaquille Griffin from the uh, Seattle Seahawks, and then we stopped, we picked up Tyson Alu Alu, and then we went and got J uh, Jadon Ward from uh, Baltimore. A lot of good defensive guys, a lot of good defense up and coming defensive guys. So. In my eyes, we in my eyes, free agency was based on defense. Getting that defense right, getting those tr- trenches right. That's why you see guys like Malcolm uh, Malcolm Brown here, and you see guys like uh, Roberts. Uh, I can't remember his whole name off the top of my head, but uh, you got that guy from the Chicago Bears, uh, Robert Horton, something like that's his name. But they were able to get the trenches right with those three big guys. Alua Lou bringing him back. Uh, and uh, Malcolm Brown getting those trenches right, and I like the fact that's what Urban Meyer wanted to make sure he it was his first need to get that inside right, because we have a lot of talent on the outside, but between Chase on and and Josh Allen and and a good core group 
of linebackers. So I see the vision. I'm excited to see what we do in uh what we do in the draft. I have a strong idea what we may do in the draft, but um it was a kind of low key draft. Really no really no splash out of uh until really no big splash player until Shaquille Griffin. But other than that, Jacksonville just uh took care of the trenches and and got that inside right for the defensive line. Um you're a little bit more, I guess, optimistic than me. Um, I don't think the Jaguars did a bad job uh, in free agency, but I do have a lot of questions too. The opportunity to gain guys like Curtis Samuel um, that will really, really help stretch our offense. You can use him in multiple places, and I do agree with you, Black. The signings um, in the trenches. Uh, defensive line, uh, offensive line. We did bring in the corner and Shaquille Griffin. We did bring in a safety. Um, oh, I forgot. Uh, yeah. The oh, former yeah. safety from the Los Angeles Chargers. His name misses me. Uh, Rashad this, Jenkins. Rashad Jenkins at this moment. But there were players on the board that I was kind of hoping that the Jaguars would make a run at, and they just didn't do so, especially at the tight end position. I mean, for New England to get both tight ends and to pay them mm-hmm. at their price it kind of blows my mind was Jacksonville even in the conversation were trying to grab either one of the tight ends and Hunter Henry or Judon like what were they in the running to get those because I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to need uh, a safety blanket with a tight end just like you're going to need the safety blanket with your back your backs coming out of the backfield you're going to need that tight end where in all else when all else fails I can just dump it to my tight end a la Cam Newton to Greg Olson. So, if I had to give the Jaguars a grade so far uh in the free agency, I would give them a B minus. I would give them a B minus. I really want to give them a C, but I want to give them a B minus because somewhere in the free agency, I feel like we should have been able to get an impact player. Mm-hmm. Like just just a just a guy, no matter what the position was, a guy who was coming into the city we can all sit back and say Wow, he's a player. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we brought in any any guy that we brought in or re-signed. I didn't say wow one time. Okay. Now, Shaquille Griffin is a solid player. And if you watch Sundays at 4 o'clock on Fox, Seattle is most of the time the team on at 4 o'clock mm-hmm. or Dallas. I mean, that's what it seems to be uh, these days. You see a lot of Shaquille Griffin. Solid corner. You know, is he perfect? No. Does he give a lot of effort? Yes. Will he get burned on the outside? Yes. Can he tackle? Yes. It'll be give and take with Shaquille Griffin. All right. We're looking at a backup safety who took the place of Duran uh, uh, James in Los Angeles to come down to Jacksonville. He's still going to be able to have to prove himself for that position. Mm-hmm. Now, he did play well. And I looked up his stats. He had a really solid season for the Chargers last year. And what's his name again? Rashawn uh, Jenkins. Rashawn Jenkins. So, defensive line, offensive line, cool. B- minus for the Jags. Now, the hopes turn to the draft. The Jaguars, in my opinion, have to get an A-plus in the draft. Mm-hmm. When the grades come out, the Jacksonville Jaguars have to be, if not one, no lower than two with draft grades to bring in what we need to bring in to put a product on the field immediately. Cause I'm not, I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar supporter. I'm from this city. I was born and raised here and I'm, I'm supporting this team. And what I'm looking for this year, black, I'm looking for a product on the field right away. I ain't going for no five and 11. I ain't going for no six and 10, seven, nine bare minimum with the Jaguars starts for me. That lets me know we're going on the up is eight and eight. 
That's where it starts for me. Okay. Eight and eight and up. Anything below that, I'm I'm not feeling good going forward. I'm not feeling good going forward. So, like, just what do you give the Jags, you know, a grade? What's what's their grade for the uh, free agency class this year? I, I gave... I gave them, in my opinion, I gave them a B plus. I gave them a little higher than you. Reason being, uh-huh. I really see what they're trying to do. Now, we didn't, like you say, D, we didn't get that splash player, but we got guys who are effective at what they do. Let's look at Marvin Jones. Not a big name, veteran receiver, but he's one of the only receivers in the last four seasons to score nine plus touchdowns in the last four seasons. Mm-hmm. That lets me know, that Urban Meyer wants a guy who can find the end zone. And Marvin Jones is going to give the Jags, Jaguars that. That's something that the Jaguars didn't have. Mm-hmm. So you bring that consistency in with Marvin Jones. That's a plus for us, D. That's a plus on the offensive side. We didn't get none of the splash names offensively with the tight ends or uh or with receivers, but we got a we got a durable, we got a, a leader, and we got a uh a consistent receiver and Marvin Jones, who was a vet and can bring leadership to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And like I said, not too long ago, he knows how to find the end zone when the ball comes his way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a plus for me. And reason why I give them a B is because they took, they revamped the whole defensive line for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was trash last year. Mm-hmm. Trash. They have revamped it with uh, Super Bowl winners and Malcolm Brown with the New England Patriots. Leadership, they're bringing leadership in. Tyson Alu-Alu had a great year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stayed on the field, stayed consistent, and I love that. And then the up-and-coming guy that they, the, the up-and-coming guy that they got from Chicago, who played behind two of the better defensive players in this league, and in uh, Hakeem Nix and uh, Marlon. I'm and, and I can't man, I forget my man name. Uh, the defensive end for the Chicago Bears. Dang, I Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack. That's who he was playing behind, but. He made the best of his opportunities and started 13 games out of 16. So I, that's why I gave them a B plus. B plus. They get, didn't get the splash name, but they got needs that they needed, and I could respect that. Okay, I feel you. I mean, I feel what you're saying. Like I said, it's not a it's not a bummer what they did in free agency, but I think I think I'm telling the truth when everybody was expecting the Jaguars to get somebody in here that everybody could look at, and be like, okay, they were. All right. And, and we didn't get that. But we're going to get it in the draft. Yeah. We're going to get it. In, I believe we're going to get it in the draft. I believe you're going to see a heavy dose of offensive players coming to the Jaguars uh, in this draft. And I'm, I'm sure we're going to get some excitement offensively. That's that's the hope. Okay. At least for me. That's what yeah. I'm hoping that we do. Yeah. And, and we'll see because the draft is fastly approaching. Uh, I think it's April 25th and 26th. I don't have the date right in front of me, but the draft is up next. I mean, we're sure the Jaguars, you know, are going to be signing little players here and there until we get ready for the draft, okay? But we're going to keep our close eye on the home team and uh, kind of monitor what they're doing. We're going to give our thoughts on it uh, going forward. All right, Black, let's get into basically the winner uh, in free agency as far as getting paid. Uh, wide receiver Kenny Galladay is now a New York football giant. Kenny Galladay uh, earned one of the biggest contracts mm. in uh, this offseason, signing a four-year deal, $72 million contract, $42 million guaranteed. With incentives, this deal can get up to $76 million. Kenny Galladay, a New York football giant. 
We were discussing Galladay getting here to Jacksonville, pairing him with DJ Shark, two big bodies on the outside, but that did not happen. Black, what do you think about Kenny Galladay joining the Giants? Did the Giants pay, overpay for Galladay? Or is Galladay due for this kind of mo uh, money payday? I, I, Galladay is a good receiver. He's a good receiver, but he can't stay on. He can't stay on the field. So for now, I gotta say they overpaid. Mm. I gotta say they overpaid because I was looking at Galladay. I was like, man, in free agency, I was like, it's taking a lot of days for his, you know, being one of the top free agents in this class this year. It was taking some days for him to get signed, and then you start hearing everything about. Uh, both of the hip injuries is, is is he still fine New York even brought him in And worked him out I guess worked him out And mm -hmm. wanted to talk to him Face to face And I guess whatever he did For New York He you know They signed sealed And got it done You yeah. know But shout out to him On getting his money You yeah. know But He's the number one guy now you know, he has when he was in Detroit, he had a guy like Marvin Jones to lean on to take some of that pressure off him. But he's the guy now. Yeah. In in New York, the, the ball is going to come to him. So the thing for me is going to be, can he stay on the field and stay healthy? You know, I, I think that's what a lot of teams like the Jaguars, uh, he was linked to um, the Tennessee Titans. He was linked to he was linked to the, uh, the New York Jets, the, the Bears, Bears to pair him with Allen Robinson. I would have loved to see him and Allen Robinson together, mm -hmm. but the Bears weren't too sure mm -hmm. about his health, and you, you can't go wrong there. But New York Giants took a swing, man, and they got their guy. So shout out to him on being number one going to the New York Giants. Yeah, I just want to shout out my homeboys, uh, Hassan Edwards and Charles Evans. You got your big money receiver just to go uh, six and ten next year. Um, <laughs> Kenny Galladay is a decent receiver, but you vastly overpay for him. Now, I understand the market, and I'm all for these guys getting their money, but uh, I wish I could have seen the look on my guys Hassan and Charles' faces when Kenny Galladay was announced to be your new number one receivers at the dollar amount of four years, $72 million, Ooh. 42 at contract signing. Now, we look at the big receivers in the league today. I mean, you got Michael Thomas. You got D-Hop. You got Mike Evans. You got some real deal gangsters out here. Devontae Adams at wide receiver. And Kenny Galladay is not in that class. Mm -hmm. Now, Kenny Galladay is not making $100 million, but he's making close to it. Yes, he is. I mean, 76 is close to 100, ain't it? Yes, it is. So, Kenny Galladay got a lot of uh, pressure this year. One, you got a third-year quarterback in Daniel Jones. And let's just keep it real. The, 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 the jury's still out on Daniel Jones. You got Saquon coming back from a torn ACL injury. Okay, you got a you got a unfulfilling wide receiving core with a little promise in New York. I'm not saying they're bad, but they haven't lived up. Sterling Shepard has not lived up to the bill. He, he is a solid number two. He's definitely not a number one in New York. But the addition with Galladay, maybe Sterling Shepard can rise um, like y'all been waiting on him to do the last three years. <laughs> um, but I will say this. Congratulations to Galladay. But Charles Evans and Hassan Edwards, I will be looking you dead in your faces all year long <laughs> when we uh, see each other after the New York football Giants lose week after week after week mm. to finish the season no better than 6-10. and 10. Oh, that's tough, man. So if y'all want to holler at me, y'all know where to find me, Charles and Hassan. All right, yeah, you know I got to do it. Yeah, I know yeah, you. You know, you know I yeah, got to yeah, do it. Yeah, that's real beef right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know it yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. How about them Cowboys? You feel me if you wonder where it's coming from. All right, Black, let's, uh, let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. J.J. Watt, not A.J. Green, adding A.J. Green next to D-Hop. 
Arizona Cardinals looking like a player, man. In the NFC, they've gotten better year after year since they've added Calamari and my man's Cliffy Cliff Kingsbury, my boy, <laughs> going into his third year as the head football coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Black, how do you feel about this signing? A.J. Green pairing him next to D-Hawk with all the electricity they got already in Arizona. Arizona, how do you feel about that signing? I actually, I like it, but my thing, the thing for me with, I think he would be a good fit, especially with D-Hop on the other side. But the thing for me is A.J. Green is going to get a lot of freedom. We've never been able to see him with a lot of freedom with the ball coming his way. Because sure the safety deal. was always over the top for him. Always. And it's not going to be that way anymore. So my thing is, can we see, are we going, are, is Arizona going to be able to get a consistent A.J. AJ Green. Mm -hmm. Will he be able to uh, live up to those days when he was in Cincinnati and the things he was doing in Cincinnati? Could could he live up to that in Arizona? But I love the move. They needed to get D-Hop some help in there to take some of that pressure off because you're keeping a safety over the top when you're playing D-Hop. Even though it don't matter sometimes when you're playing D-Hop, the it safety doesn't. been over the top. But it they got another big, tall, lanky, long receiver for Kyler Murray to throw the ball up to. So I like I like the signing of AJ Green. This is I'm looking forward to Arizona taking the next step now. I think with the addition of uh of JJ Watt, AJ Green, and hopefully potentially they'll find a way to sign uh Larry Fitzgerald back if he mm. doesn't retire. Mm. But they've made some moves that should get them to the neck to the next level where they need to go at, maybe making the playoffs to see what they could do if they get to the playoffs. But I love the signing of AJ Green. I loved it. I loved it. I know A.J. Green's been in the league for a while. He's dealt with some pretty significant injuries, but he's never had an opportunity like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, A.J. Green's first couple of years in the league, I think he was on the tail end of Houshmanzada last couple of years in Cincinnati before Houshmanzada went to the Ravens. I mean, but, I mean, they went to the playoffs a couple of times with, with Andy Dalton, but I just don't think A.J. got a fair shake, man, to really show his talent in a winning situation. Mm -hmm. I am a huge fan of Kyler Murray. That dude is a baller, man. He a baller, and he getting better with each snap. We already know what D-Hop bringing to the table. Certified, in my opinion, this is the best receiver in football. I've been saying it. I know Michael Thomas had great years. I know Devontae Adams had great years. I get what y'all saying, and I'm not shortchanging those guys. But consistency, year in and year out, and tell me who better than him. Tell me who better. Devontae Adams missed a bunch of games. Micah Thomas missed the whole season. He did. He but did. for some reason, DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a pack of Winterfresh <laughs> and a Capri Sun. That's what happened. So, I'm glad to see D-Hop get A.J. Green, get Kyler Murray. You got the offensive genius of Cliffy Cliff out there in Arizona. A stout defense. They can make a running win the NFC West. I know a lot of people are already putting the Rams to win the NFC West with, with the addition of Matthew Stafford. I ain't one of those guys. <laughs> I ain't one of those guys. I can see the Arizona Cardinals definitely winning this division this year. Kyler Murray's first year, they went 5-11. Last year, they went 8-8. Eight eight. They're only getting better. Their confidence is there. I think A.J. Green brings professionalism. I think he brings talent. And I think he brings experience for Kyler Murray. AJ and D-Hop going to hit right away, and you're going to see it on the field right away. I'm loving what the Cardinals are doing. It makes the J.J. Watt signing feel a little better. 
Because I was a little confused by the J.J. Watt signing for J.J. Watt. Because mm-hmm. this was a still an up-and-coming team. J.J.'s getting longer in the tooth. He is. He ain't going to have many opportunities to even get to a championship. He's not going to play every down either. He is not. So he's going to be a third, first and third down guy, probably mm-hmm. in Arizona. But with the addition of A.J. Green, if he can stay healthy, I'm looking at now saying, all right, this could be a team that could challenge the Bucks for the NFC this year. I said challenge. Don't be hitting up my Twitter to my D said the Cardinals <laughs> gonna win the NFC. I said challenge. So I like the signing and we'll see how it goes. Black, let's, what's up with your boy Juju, man? Black, what's up with him? Man, I do not know D, man. Black, Juju Smith Schuster signed a one year deal for $8 million to return to the Pittsburgh Steelers, my boy, where he had lucrative offers on the table. From the Ravens, from the Jets, from the Bears, and it was one other team. Miami. And Miami. Lucrative deals. Nice deals. Nice money for Juju Smith-Schuster. And he went back to Pittsburgh for a one-year, $8 million deal. Now, Black, before I take off on Juju, could you try to explain to me why you think he went back to Pittsburgh? Listen, bro, I can only get my opinion. I can't even tell you why he went back to Pittsburgh. (laughs) And I'm looking at Pittsburgh. I'm like, damn. Resigning Juju is the only time we heard Pittsburgh name in free agency. You know what? You know what? What we did hit Pittsburgh for everybody that they lost this year. Mm-hmm. Bud Dupree, mm-hmm. uh, up and coming cornerback Hilton, mm-hmm. the kid Hilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't even know if uh, Joe Hayden is going to be there. We mm-hmm. don't even know what's the deal with him. Mm-hmm. Hadn't heard anything about him. But you lose Vince Williams, one of your better defensive ends on the defensive line. Sure, you lose Tyson Alou. Mm-hmm. That defensive line who was ranked the number one defense in the league in the regular season, gone. Gone. So my thing is, Juju Smith, why? What What did you see? And then the teams that offered you are contending teams. Yes. Teams that you could go to and make a difference and maybe be the piece to put them over the top. And get paid. Juju Smith, Schuster. Why wouldn't you want to go to Baltimore with uh, Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson to give him that offensive weapon he needs on the outside? D, maybe you can answer him when you go off on him. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith, why wouldn't you want to go to Miami on a team who won 11 games last year? An uh, up-and-coming quarterback in, uh, in Tua and give him another uh, option on the outside? Why wouldn't you want to go to Miami? And who was it, two other teams that you said, D? I'm sorry. Chicago was in the mix as well. I understand Chicago. I understand it. it, it maybe you being paired with Allen Robinson. Okay, maybe you want to go somewhere and be the number one guy. I don't know if that's why you didn't go to Chicago, but it would have been a nice pairing with you and Allen Robinson in Chicago. I don't know too much about your quarterback situation with Andy Dalton, but hey, you would have been a nice piece for Chicago as well. Mm-hmm. But I just don't understand you taking a pay cut to come back to Pittsburgh where the situation will not be the same as it was this season. Juju, you have to do better. We were looking for you to step out of Pittsburgh and go do some great things with good contenders, with other teams, and you chose to come back because you because you didn't want to take the chance on yourself. That's how I see it. You didn't want to take a chance on yourself, so you signed for less money to go back to the situation, quote-unquote, that you say that you have already outgrown, but you went back. 
So shout out to you when you're in the new season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I'm not expecting much from you, Juju, because you took the wrong way out. Well, you took to me, you took the coward way out, my boy, to go back to Pittsburgh. I know it's your choice, bro, but you could have went somewhere and made a name for yourself. People already look at you as a number two guy. They don't look at you as a one. Why not go somewhere and prove somebody wrong? That's all I got for Juju. I'm gonna play this smash hit from AB Whole Lot of Money under this. Loyalty is what Juju said in his tweet. Loyalty. Loyalty. Mm. Pittsburgh Steelers drafted me. They drafted me. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't want to pay you. The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't want to pay you. You're going to go back to a washed up ben, Big Ben Roethlisberger who had to restructure his deal by $20 million to stay on the team. Your best offensive lineman, Pouncey, out of there. Black notated very well. Your defensive line disintegrated. Your, your secondary is non-existent. Claypool is a better receiver than you. Mm. Claypool mm. is better. That's why they didn't pay you because they got to keep money on the table to sign Claypool. But you want to stay with the Steelers because loyalty? Mm. This is what I'm talking about. Juju Smith-Schuster, you make people like me look foolish. Because there's no way on God's green earth that I'm not going to get my money to take care of my family. Why wouldn't you want to go to Miami to go down south? I'm trying to hit on road as soon as I get off the plane. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I just signed a forty million dollar deal and got twenty million guarantee. Rose, hey, what's up? I mean, if you want to sign the one year deal, you should have went to Tampa. I'm pretty sure Brady didn't want to take you down there for eight million. Mm-hmm. But you went to bum bum arm Ben, a big Ben Roethlisberger. This is confusing. You think Mike Tomlin and them boys going to get you the way you need to go? Pittsburgh is on the edge. Now, the one thing the Steelers would do is play hard, but that's about it. Juju, you confusing me, dog. You had a chance to make a whole lot of money. But you didn't do that because you wanted to be loyal. What you loyal to a billion-dollar organization for? It's confusing. Mm. It's confusing. It's confusing. So, Juju Smith-Suja, you know, we hope you have a great year, bro. But, golly, dog. For what? For what, Juju? Oh, my boy, I just seen something. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Guess who else was in the running for Juju, my boy? Who was that? Juju turned down the Ravens and Patty, my homeboy. The Chiefs? The Chiefs offered Juju as well. Oh, my God. And I'm pretty sure it might have been a little more than $8 million. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I don't understand it. I I, I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Kansas City, eight million with three million in incentives. Steelers, eight million, no incentives. Baltimore, nine million with four million in incentives, my boy. That's where the deals between the three, and you took the lesser deal for eight million. And the worst team. The worst team. You could have made eight million the same money, three million more in incentives if you do your thing. What? Probably would with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. We're playing with Patrick, my homeboy. Yeah. 
and potentially be playing in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And you chose to go back to the Steel City in Pittsburgh. It's confusing. It, and I just don't understand it. For Juju Shake, I hope he balled out with 100 balls and 1,500 yards receiving this mm, year. Mm, mm. Because what is he setting himself up for? It's crazy, bro. That was the, that was the head scratcher of free agency. Was what Juju Smith-Schuster did. And best of luck to him. But this was one of the dumbest things I ever seen in free agency in my lifetime. One of the dumbest things, man. I mean, we're going to get our uh, <laughs> NFL insider, uh, Rashad Robinson, um, to talk to us. Man, Rashad's getting ready to call us in. We're going to have a conversation with Rashad. But Black, you know, just free agency in all, man. Give me some of the teams. Um, give me some of. The, give me one team outside of New England and Tampa that just really did they thing in free agency, man. Oh man, it's it, it's a few teams. They may have not made a lot of moves, but they made the right moves. Right. So, and we were talking about this last night, yesterday, while we were all together. You, my dad, we were talking about right. it. The sign of the Cowboys signing Canel. Uh, Neil Keanu Neil Ke- Keanu Neil is yeah. a big get for me. Right, that's a position that the the uh, that. that the Cowboys needed to uh, have a piece there yeah. an address for a very long time. Yeah, and they got their man. The thing is on him. Can he stay healthy? Can he? We stay know healthy? we know he's a hard hitter and he lays his body on the line, bringing that wood. And sometimes it causes injuries, but a lot if he can stay on the field. Y'all guys better watch out in the NFC East. Yeah, I, you better watch out. I, I love the signing, man. We desperately needed to address the safety position. Keanu Neal bring that wood, bro. Yes, he do. He bring that wood. And I just pray to God he can stay healthy. We've been bad at safety for probably the last three seasons in yeah. Dallas, you know, and we've been relatively quiet ourselves in free agency. I mean, besides the Dak signing, which is pretty much really all we needed to do, in my opinion. That makes sure we had Dak Prescott. But the Neil signing was uh, very, very good. I really like it. I mean, if you look at the Cowboys team, like offensively, bro, we straight. We, we got to address maybe the right tackle and maybe the left guard. But quarterback, receiver, You're straight, running back, I mean, we doing okay. We got to hope Zeke bounce back and have a better year than he had he last will. year. And he will. And Tony Pollard, man, have played so well for us last season as well. So I'm really good on the offensive side of the ball. But man, it's just it's just relieving to know that we have a, a pretty good uh starting safety. Yeah. Uh who else you got in uh free agency? And you gotta you gotta go to New England, man. How can we not say nothing about what the New England Patriots have done? They literally yeah, yeah, yeah. they they literally spun everything everything in the kitchen sink, man. Correct. To to get their guys in there. For sure. You got two of the top tight ends in the league in there that you was able to pay and get in there. Uh, this looking like the old Brady team that had uh, Hernandez and Gronk on it, man, with, with these weapons, ends, double tight ends, man. And yeah. uh, it's it's scary to watch. They getting Cam some weapons up in there, man. They getting Cam some weapons. I love it. The uh, the Caleb Bourne guy, uh, receiver from the 49ers, signed with them offensively. And then you got defensively, they, they signed a few pieces defensively, but... Uh, by far, New England got an A plus in my book, man. They no signed doubt. all the names that needed to be signed. Uh, Judon, you know, all the big names that needed to get signed. Seemed like they went to New England. So shot to New England, man, on getting Cam Newton some help. No doubt, Rashad Robertson. What's going on, boss? How you doing, man? 
I'm doing pretty good, man. Just getting some food for the house. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I, I ain't feel, feel like cooking, so I'm doing my thing. Hey, it be like that. Rashad, be- what's up, man? What's going on, Black? All right, all right. Well, Rashad, man, we're glad to have you back on the Sports Desk, man. Uh, we're talking free agency once again. It's been a full week since the last time we spoke. A lot of moves have taken place in free agency. But, Rashad, let's go ahead and start with the home team. Me and Black gave our thoughts a little earlier. Rashad, I just want to get your true deep down feelings on what the Jacksonville Jaguars did and what they didn't do in free agency. Um, The last time I talked to y'all, I tried to kind of put a little spin on it because uh, I didn't understand what was going on. <laughs> I really I really didn't. Um, I, try, I tried my best to answer them questions. But when I sat up there and thought about that, I was like, man, what are we doing? Like, what what is the plan? Um. And 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 by the end of the day on Wednesday, when they basically made all the moves that they made, I kind of thought about it and I said, okay, you got to build a team. Yeah. This is you 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 literally changing everything. You going from a totally you going to a totally different offense. You going definitely going to a totally different defense. And I think their mindset was, okay, if we going to change this thing to a three four defense, we got to get guys in here that can play the three four. Right. We had none, none of the players that we had on our team, really, except the linebacker core, you can kind of do what you want to do. But that defensive front, you had to get guys that can that are true nose tackles, that are true 3-4 defensive mm-hmm. ends. Right. And um, tall, linky, we didn't have that. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think the main thing that they wanted to do was try and build a team that they could field because – I, and 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 I and I say that, but I I still feel like they should have got Tomlinson, uh, from from the Jets. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? I still feel like they should have got one of those tight ends that the Patriots signed to do. You 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 gotta you gotta get premier, especially once you have the 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 draft. I mean the uh the free agent capital, the money to do it. You gotta sign them guys. But I think their mindset was okay. We want to make sure that when we go on the draft, we can literally draft best player available. We don't want to have to have any needs after free agency. And if we have to sign, they literally sign 15 guys. Nobody does that in free agency. Is the name Rashad? Yes. All right, here you go. Have a good morning. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my bad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, when, when you don't have teams that sign 15 free so they literally want to rebuild this entire roster they want to make sure when they go into the draft, they can get whoever it is that they feel like can help the team. Um, and a lot of these guys that they that they got are guys that are that are going to start and guys that can run their system. So, I mean, you just you just I, I have to see. You know what I'm saying? All, all of it. I mean, we we we've been the paper champs in phrases before. We we went out and gave Julius Thomas sixty million dollars. We done did it. And and he come back. He get first. He get hurt the first game. He don't do nothing. You know, so being paper champs in, in March, that ain't really helped us. So, if, like I said before, if I'm going to trust Urban, I'm going to trust Urban. So, um, if, if, if if these moves that he made fit, made him feel like he can build a team, it's kind of like what Bill Belichick has done up until this point to this year when he spent all the money. He went and got guys in the draft. He went and got grabbed guys in to see that we barely even knew. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew who Wes Welker was, and now he might be a Hall of Famer. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He just yeah. went and got guys who he felt like this is 
this is my system. This is what I run. And I'm going to get guys that can do it. You know what I'm saying? Whether y'all feel like he a great player or not, he's going to be a great player here. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? We're we going to see come, come September. But, uh, you know, that that's just kind of my thoughts on what we did in Francis. Okay. Okay. Well, Rashad, you know, I, 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 it's, you pretty much said a lot of things me and Black was saying uh, earlier in the show. Me, I brought up to the point that I, I can't lie, man. I was looking for the Jaguars to have a big sign in the free agent. And I feel like Hunter Henry would have been a great addition to this franchise to really give Trevor Lawrence that safety blanket, a veteran presence, um, you know, on the field, you know, when Lawrence gets here. So, I mean, I hear what y'all saying. You and Black pretty much saying the same things, but I still was looking for Jacksonville to make a splash at certain positions, and they just didn't do that. They acquired a lot of players that would give us depth and give us veteran uh, presence, but you know, like I know, Rashad, in the NFL, superstars win. Talent wins. Talent wins. Impact wins. And we got to go now into the draft and pretty much have an A-plus draft. I think the Jazz cannot afford not to have an A-plus draft to come in and give us anything around 8-8, 9-7, and 10-6. What do you think about that? I, I, I think that, that, that that's a good point, D. I think that um, – I, I said this before. I, don't, I didn't understand the trick bulky move. I, I really didn't. I felt like you had other qualified GMs that could have helped Urban really get, like Urban really don't know about this. This is first time. Then then he was talking about, you know, he wanted to meet the players and all this stuff. Urban, this this ain't recruiting, dog. Right. This is about put the money on the table. Do you want this money or not? Right. Okay, what kind of money you going to get to the other team? All right, let me go in the bank and go get some more money so you can't tell me no. That's that's what this is about. So I think that he kind of got some bad advice. I think that's something that he'll learn from, too. You know what I'm saying? He's only been on the job for, it ain't even been a whole three months now. So, it's certain things that he needs to figure out about the NFL, and that's one of them. Money talks. Mm-hmm. This ain't this ain't recruit. You know what I'm saying? He's talking about upgrading facilities and everything. Okay, that's cool. These are grown men trying to provide for their family. How right. much money you go give them? Right. So, um... I, like I said, I, I get the team building thing. I, I I think I think they do they do have a three year plan. And, and, and Bucky did say he said we're going to spit up to the cap in the next three years. You know we got to fill the team first. And I, I and I think the thing was they felt like okay we might not win a Super Bowl this year, but we got to get guys in here that can play. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe next year, you know what I'm saying they'll be able to carry some of the money over. Maybe next year they'll say okay we know. The players that we need, if we can supplement them in free, to say we're gonna go hard at those guys because we'll have the money, we'll know exactly what we need. Right now, I mean, these players that they got in free, so they might end up turning out to be what they want. But um, you know, I I I do agree with that, Dito. Like like I said, Tomlinson, one of those tight ends, those should have been at least two of your big money guys. Right. Um, you know, uh, so the, the safety that that side with the Browns. They said that he turned down some money. Maybe the Jaguars tried to give him some money. I don't know. Uh, the guy that, that 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 was from the Rams. So maybe they tried to give him some money and he just didn't want to go to the Jaguars. A lot of the time, you know, we don't even know what kind of money was offered to these players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We was 1-15 last year. I mean, Urban is Urban, but these guys looking like, shoot, man, that's a 1-15 team. I'd rather go here. 
So it, it could be a lot of that in play too. Um, I, 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 I just want to see what it's going to be in September at this point. And especially with this draft, like you said, this draft got to be A+. plus. If they go compete, this draft got to be A+. plus. But they, they did let you down a little bit with this phrase. But we're going to see what they do in the draft. Uh, uh, Rashad, I got I got two questions for you. First one is, the, the, the pieces that we did add in free agency, what I'm seeing, and we talked about it on Twitter a little bit, back and forth a little I'm seeing that we getting players with uh that who that are consistent. Like I was telling what I was telling D when we were just talking earlier about uh Marvin Jones. May not be a big splash name, but he's a consistent player. He's consistent. Like over the last four years, he scores he scored nine plus touchdowns for the Detroit right. Lions. And you gotta believe that trend can continue coming to a team like Jacksonville and having a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. You know that got to uh, be an upgrade for Matthew Stafford, in my opinion. So yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, Urban, I'm thinking, Urban Myers thinking, okay, I may not, I may have not been able to get Curtis Samuels, uh, pay, you know, didn't want to pay that much money, but I can get this guy for cheaper, who's consistent. I'm looking at some of these guys on the defensive line. Last year they had consistent years on the defensive defensive line. Tyson Alou, uh, Malcolm Brown, these guys were consistent at their positions last year, and uh. The thing that I just wanted to ask you, how do you feel about those signings that wasn't big splashes, but seeing the consistency out of the players that we did sign? I just feel like, like I said, I, I think it's the Bill Belichick model. I think it's get guys who can run your system, whether other people feel like they're big names or not. Um, and, and, and he's been able to do it. He did it for 20 years. He had a great quarterback. And he just and he had good coordinators. They all was on the same page. And he said, "What do you need? Okay, we want a five ten white receiver that can run routes." And they did it for twenty years. The same thing over and over. Twenty years they did five ten white wide receiver and Pro Bowls and everything else for twenty years. Something we never seen before. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So so um. If, if, if that's the model that we're going after, I don't need them to be uh, splash free agent stars. What I need them to do is perform on Sunday. Gotcha. So um, to me, if, 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 if that if that was the thinking, I'm all for it. It's just going to have you going to have to show me in September, though, because if I'm if I go and I look at these other teams that side these big money free agents and they actually make an impact and these lower level guys that we got. You know, are not making the same or are not more impact than that. I'm gonna have some questions, yeah, okay. and, and 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 I'm not gonna have those questions for Urban. I'm gonna have those questions for Bulky because Urban don't know. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Urban, okay. Urban really don't know how this thing works. You know, I, I mean, and if that end up happening, you can you can best believe if that happens, Bulky will be out in a year mm. because he put his trust in this man, saying, "Listen, I know about college." I know I'm, I'm going to kill this draft, but this free thing, until I figure it out, I'm going to need you to hold this down for me. And if he let him down, you can best believe he's going to say, all right, now nah, that ain't going to work. Gotcha. So, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, but it, it, and with Marvin Jones, it, you do need consistent. Uh, I, when it comes to offense, man, <laughs> I just feel like Trevor is going to put a Band-Aid over all that stuff. You're going to have guys who you feel like, you mean – Urban could have looked on film and said, man, these guys are open. They just ain't have nobody to hit them. Yeah, fast. So I'm, I'm not finna go. I'm not, I'm not getting ready to go and spend all my money on receivers when we really don't even need receivers. <laughs> I'll see we you might on that. not even yep. know. 
I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? We, you might have, he might have looked at James O'Shaughnessy and said, well, hell, James O'Shaughnessy getting open. Uh, Minshew just didn't see him. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, it, it, it's it's a lot of different things that could have happened that we just, it's going to have to take the September for us to see. But I, I really feel like, man, when you have a quarterback, that make everything better. That make your oh, defense yeah. better. Yeah. That make your offense better. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. When, when, when Trevor get here, we might see something totally different that make that make all this make sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you, Rashad. I mean, looking at what the Jaguars had on the field last year, and I guess a lot of fans are so excited, we do forget that, look, you got to really look at what was on the field. Gardner Minshew was what he was here in the city uh, as a quarterback for the Jaguars. But it's not like we get the opportunity to look at game tape, like real actual game footage. We don't get that that option to look at it. So you're right. Urban and the staff probably been looking at real game film like, wow. The Jaguars could have averaged 30 points a game last year if they had a quarterback to get these mm-hmm. players the balls in the right position. And we all know timing is everything. So that makes me feel a little better as well okay. because I'm trusting in Urban to be like, look, we got to break down everything that took place last year. Everybody who was on this roster, we got to break it down. And I'm trusting that he's doing that. Him and the staff is right. doing it. And going into this draft, you were right, Rashad, a point that you made earlier. If the Jaguars can hit an A-plus in this draft, and let's say the Jazz go 8-8 eight and eight last year, the free agency class next year, they're going to see the progression here in this city. Yeah, They're going to see, see Trevor Lawrence's talent. They're going to see what Urban Meyer is doing running this team, and Jacksonville will be an attraction next year. So you kind of brought it home for me, uh, uh, Rashad, kind of just breaking it down. You're right. This was a 1-15 football team last year with a college right. head coach coming out of college, coming to the pros, and veteran people in the NFL who are in their prime ain't checking for that. They yeah. ain't checking for right. it. Right. Yeah. Right. Hey, right. I got one. So uh, that, that's – oh, go, go ahead, Black. Yeah, I, I just had one more thing for you. And I know we've been seeing a lot of stuff between Twitter, Bleacher Report, ESPN, and seeing what the Jaguars did do. Give Rashad, give me a feel of what you think you could see – in this draft, I have an idea. I just wanted to get your opinion and think what you – I know you said you think they're going to take just take first available. What do you think the Jag, Jaguars do? Do you think they go offensive heavy in this draft or still, you know, put some pieces in like uh, strong safety or pieces that we still need defensively? What What do you see them going – which way do you see them going in the draft? I think they kind of just set themselves up and phrase it where they can do anything. But I think – you are going to see just because of the fact that it's more offensive talent in this draft. They don't, I, what did they only sign? One? Did they just sign Marvin Jones? That was the only offensive player they signed out well, of the, the whole uh, team. Yeah, nope. Well, yeah, Hyde yeah. and uh, Dorsett. Yeah. Oh, guys that ain't even go play. Okay. Special yeah, teams the only guys. That they yeah. signed, <laughs> the only person that they signed was Marvin Jones. The rest of them might not even make the roster. I got but, you. Uh, I, I I think you you at you at one and twenty five. You definitely go draft Trevor first. I, I I said it last time. I'm feeling more ETN at twenty five, man. I'm feeling ETN at twenty five. I love uh, it. That that's that that would be that would be great to be able to get ETN at twenty five. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. Should trade first round. I I think it's a uh, um. 
Michelle, you bring it cost you much. You at 33, you go go from 33 to 27. It may cost you uh pick 33 and uh you know a six rounder to move up four spots in the first round where you can put a first round tag on uh, the, 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 the the fifth year option on on it. Michelle, you breaking up? Give you more flexibility with your finances. So uh and, and it may it, Oh, I'm breaking up? Hold on. Yeah, I'm you, good. Can yeah, y'all hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Hear yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I was saying, uh, you know, you, you, you get you get a, a, a I am with that fifth-year option that you can put on them. It won't cost you much. I'm thinking that that tight end, uh, uh, Pat Framu from uh, Penn State could be another option. You know, just like you said, offensive heavy. Um, if they feel like they need a strong safety, um, you could get that too. It's just a lot of options that you can have, man. Um, especially like what I said, what they just did in free agency. So I'm hoping for offensive heavy, but I think that this draft is going to be done strictly by Urban. Okay. So I, I, I think, I, like I said, I think free agency was done by Bulky. I think. I think college was done by. I, I think uh, the draft is gonna be done by Urban. So um, I'm hoping for offense though, because you gonna have to help Trevor. Sure. You gotta score. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These guys that they got in phrase today, they not stars. So you're not gonna be stopping people. This ain't gonna be the 17 Jaguars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ain't gonna be holding people to 10. You know, and and, and that's it. So you gonna have to score 30. So Trevor gonna need some help. So go get him some ballers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rashad, man. Yeah, we just definitely want to get your thoughts, man. And and because me and Black really talked heavy about what Jaguars were doing uh, in this free agency, and uh, you know we've told our listeners, man, we're gonna have you live in studio uh, for our free agency special and our draft special, man. So really appreciate you taking some time out of uh, going to get some dinner for the family, man, and chopping it up, (laughs) chopping it up with your boys, man, chopping it up with us. So, um, like I told y'all, man, Rashad is, uh, man, he's been really grateful to Sports Desk. We're glad to have him a part of our team, and we're gonna, you're gonna be hearing more of Rashad on his excellent takes on everything that's happening in the National Football League, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, and whoever else, man. So, Rashad, we appreciate you, bro. Any last things, man, before we get you out of here? No, man. Um, if I if I had one more thing to say, uh. Whatever the Patriots are doing, we need to be really paying attention to it. Sure. Uh, this this Patriots team, what they did in free agency, I I think you gonna really see. Like I, I was I was thinking that the Bills was gonna really take over that division. No sir. Man, I no no man <laughs> no man. What 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 Bill Belichick did in free agency, he letting you know he didn't he didn't appreciate missing the playoffs. Facts. Uh, it had been twenty years. He missed he missed the playoff once in twenty years. Uh, so and got uh, pissed we, off. We, and got pissed he off. got real pissed off, man. So <laughs> hey, we 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 really gotta pay attention to what they're doing because no they could be back in the AFC Championship game. I'm with you, so. no doubt. And we're gonna talk a lot more about that because I'm feeling that, Rashad. I really am. I really am. Yes, sir. All right, man, you take it easy, man, and we'll be uh, getting up with you very, very soon, man. All right. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. Yo. 
All right, man, that was our National Football League football correspondent, Rashad Evans, man, chopping it up with us right here on the Sports Desk. And you'll be hearing a lot more, Rashad, uh, as we go into this next season in the National Football League. All right, man, we're going to come out of the National Football League for agency. We're going to go into the National Basketball Association. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's obvious what's being done out here. You trash! You not open! <sighs> Black. As we talked about earlier in the show, our tweets of the week, uh, Black received a uh, phone call on yesterday that uh, really changed the course and the energy for me and him when we talk about our Los Angeles Lakers and the King LeBron and Raymond James. And I just want to say before we get uh, started, a lot of y'all out there are sickos. A lot of y'all are disgusting mm. to hit up me and my brethren as the king laid on the hardwood in agony. You guys think it's funny. You guys think, oh, let me check on DM Black. Uh, you guys make me sick. And if you don't think we're going to pay the utmost respect to the Los Angeles Lakers, you got another thing coming, Jack. Los Angeles! Home of the greatest franchise in sports, the L.A. Lakers, and the home of the greatest athlete in the world today, LeBron James, the King. LeBron James. LeBron James. Lakers. All right, Black. What what you thinking, man? What's your immediate thoughts, man? LeBron James suffered a high ankle sprain injury. X-rays came back negative in Atlanta yesterday. And what? And why the hell were the Lakers playing at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> in Atlanta? Why were they playing it that was at early? Home. It was at home. And it was in Los Angeles? Yes. yes. Well, why was they playing I don't that know, early man. on the set? It's sickening me. Anyway, Black LeBron James went down yesterday, man. High ankle sprain. X-rays came back negative. We are waiting for the MRIs. I'm guessing that they're, since the MRI was done and it's come back, that they're not in a rush to let us know that the MRI was also clean. Just like the X-ray, LeBron is just dealing with some severe soreness and inflammation in that area. But Black, the Lakers are on a nice winning streak coming out of All-Star break. LeBron went down, tried to stay in the game, could not do so. Lakers end up losing that game. Uh, to the Atlanta Hawks yesterday. They remained the three seed in the Western Conference. Only one game back of the Phoenix Suns who are currently playing. To, well, they're going to play the Lakers tonight uh, in in Phoenix, I believe. Black, what are your just immediate thoughts? LeBron James out indefinitely. Anthony Davis is already out. Could be out another two weeks for AD. We don't know how long LeBron is going to be out. It is March 21st. The playoffs are getting ready to start in a month. Black, where you at, man? Where you at? Uh, kind of scary at first, man. Mm. Kind of scary at first, but 
you know, been able to see LeBron tweet and like you say, other people that are diehard LeBron and Laker fans tweet, man, give you a look, give you hope, you yeah. know, especially seeing LeBron tweet like that. Let me know. OK, the King going to be back ready right. to go when it's when it's most needed. Yeah. You know, and um, I just think this is a, a gut punch for the Lakers who were rolling, mm-hmm. who were rolling. LeBron spoke on it uh, in the first half of the season. And LeBron has always said in his career, the second half in the, of the season, that's that's really when the playoffs start for him. Right. He get this thing rolling, and that's what we were seeing. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, uh, they were coming along. LeBron was playing out of his mind, even got back into the uh, MVP race. I don't even know if he was out of it, but it had slowed down a little bit. But LeBron picked it up another notch, you know, in the second half, starting the second half of the season. You got guys like Montrez picking it up. Like I was telling you, D, I was like, man, he been on paper well. for real, playing, playing good. Well. And so you got uh, you Dennis got Schroeder. you got Dennis Schroeder, and you got uh, you got KCP, and you got uh, even Wesley Matthews been shooting the ball a lot better. So um, I'm liking what I'm seeing from them. But the loss to LeBron, my thing is now, uh, Kyle Kuzma, I need you. KCP, I need you. Montrez Harrell, I need you. These guys, I need y'all to step up big. I'm not saying I'm not saying uh, everything is on the line. It is not because the Lakers are in good shape. But I need you guys to play good basketball. You know, going out, give yourself a chance to be in some, be in these games and, and potentially win some of these games. So that's what I'm going to be seeing. We're going to be able to tell a lot from our team without our superstars how they could look and uh, the confidence they could build of uh, being on the court more. And uh, guys like T T H T. Let's see what yep. we can let's see what we can get out of got out of him. I'm not sure what the Lakers are going to do with free agency approaching here this week. So we'll see if they make a move here uh a, a move or two here and there, but uh I'm not sure, but I really believe that th- this could be a uh, a good thing uh for the Lakers for all the other players to build some confidence and um see where we at man and what we got getting ready to head into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a gut punch losing Braun. At first, very concerned. Um, of course, being a Laker fan and a LeBron fan, you know, you just don't want to see, number one, an injury of that nature. At first, I was really concerned, but I was just waiting for some signs to see if LeBron was all right. And it seems like LeBron will be okay. We will see LeBron and Anthony Davis back on the floor again. But like you said, Black, this is the time for Wesley Matthews, KCP, uh, TGT, uh, THT, uh, um, Dennis Schroeder, uh, Montrez Harrell, and especially Kyle Kuzma. This is Kyle Kuzma's time. This is it. This man's been in the league four years. This is fourth season. Just got paid $45 million extension in the offseason. Champion. He's been around great players. He's been molded in LA. It's his time. Kyle Kuzma will be the number one scoring option on this team. Why? Because he can score all three levels. Shoot a three, mid-range, get to the rack. Now, I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule over the next 10 games, and these are some of the teams we got. You got Phoenix tonight. You got the Pelicans. We play the 76ers again. Cleveland, Orlando. We got Milwaukee again. Sacramento. We got the Clippers again. We got Toronto. We got Miami. And then on April 10th, April 10th is when we play the Brooklyn Nets again. Now, today is the 21st. Let's say LeBron is out two weeks. 
Two weeks, LeBron James is out. I just read off about 10 games. We could potentially see LeBron back around April 8th or April 10th with Anthony Davis. That's Miami. Then it's uh, the Brooklyn Nets. And then we got the Knicks right after that. And in between those, they get two game, two days off going into the playoffs. So I'm hoping that we, if I know LeBron, LeBron's going to get back as quick as possible because there's something on the line here. Anthony Davis, he been out. So he should be revving up and getting right back. I would love to see AD back before LeBron. Okay. That's what I would like to see. Am I concerned? Of course I am. Am I nervous about it? Not as much. Do I believe I'll get both guys back and create the scenario that you still got to beat these guys four times in seven games? And I don't care who you are. Good luck with that. I'm good. Is it going to hurt me? Yes, because I'm going to still watch these Lakers play without LeBron and AD because I got to see what our role players are doing. I got to see what THC is doing. I got to see if we're going to sign Andre Drummond after the Cavs buy out. Adrian Wojnarowski is leaning towards the Cavs buying out Drummond because they're not able to get the trade that they're looking for. If that is the case, if that's the case, that's a plus for the Lakers, Black, Mm -hmm. because we can't afford to trade for Drummond. We have to get him on a buyout, and we'll see uh, how that goes. But all in all, concern, yes. Looks like LeBron's going to be okay. We're going to lose him for about 10 to 12 games. As long as we can get LeBron and AD back enough time to get their wind up, get some game action going into the playoffs, I think we'll be okay. Now, we're the three seed right now. How far do the Lakers drop? Um. How far did it drop? Because and it's and, and, it, and it's and it's so it's so tight. It's tight with the, with, with the with the standings. And I'm sitting here looking at the standings now. You you have uh, the Jazz at 30 and 11, the Suns at 27 and 13, and the Lakers at 28 and 14. And then you have the Clippers at 27 and 16, the uh, Blazers at the five seed at 25 and 16. Then you have the Nuggets 25 and 17, the Spurs at 22 and 17. And the Dallas Mavericks at 21 and 19 made a push. And then you got the uh, Warriors right there at the ninth seed looking uh, looking right out of the playoffs at 22 and 21. So these 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 next couple of weeks could be big for us with seeding and everything because uh, some of these uh, records I'm looking at, man, it's, it's tight. It's only separated by like two or three games here. So it's going to be interesting to see how many wins we could get uh, without having LeBron like in AD these next two weeks, so um, I don't know D. I'm thinking when the ones we win, ones we lose. I'm 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 thinking we could probably the lowest I could see us dropping because I believe these guys that we have are going to give us something and show us that they're that they could play as a team. I'm saying no lower lower than a five seed. I should, I I don't want to see us drop no lower than a five seed. Yeah, I don't care where we go. We could be the eighth seed. <laughs> because it's a nightmare for you for a game one to see Anthony Davis and LeBron James come to your hometown. Ooh. If you're the Phoenix Suns and I got to come to you for a game one, good luck. Mm-hmm. If, you're the, if you're the Portland Trailblazers, I got to come see you in a game one with AD and LeBron James, good luck. Nuggets, Spurs, it don't, it don't matter. It don't matter. If I got to come to Utah and I'm the eighth seed, I'm willing to bet you any amount of money that the Lakers at the eighth seed would beat the Jazz in seven games. Mm-hmm. Because of those two guys. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy and they're intact, and if we got championship experience, Alex Caruso is a champion. Yes, he is. KCP's a champion. Yes, he is. Kyle Kuzma's a champion. Yes, he is. Trez and Schroeder are hungry. TJ, THC, he's hungry. 
So this is what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. And I think the Lakers will be okay, but I do agree with you. I can see them floating around that five seed until LeBron and AD can get back. Because you got Portland, you got the Clippers, you got Phoenix. These teams, they these teams could get in front of the Lakers and possibly stay there uh before uh the playoffs start. But it was definitely a scare yesterday. <sighs> definitely a scare yesterday. Uh, in Los Angeles with LeBron going down uh, versus the Hawks. But, you know, uh, we'll be uh, keeping a close eye uh, to whenever the King returns. All right, Black, let's talk, man. P.J. Tucker, Black in here. He ain't even focused on the show. We do got a bomb burner right now. <laughs> Six seed Texas Tech, three seed Arkansas, best game of the day. It is currently 66-67 Arkansas. Razorbacks have the ball 20 seconds left. And looks like they're going to go to the foul line. And Texas Tech is going to hope to get an opportunity to tie this game if the Razorbacks can hit two free throws and get up three points. Very good game here. I told Black earlier today that this could be the game today, and it looks like it is uh, right now. All right, Black, let's talk. P.J. Tucker traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Black, what do you think about this trade, and what does this do for Milwaukee? Uh, Yeah, we talked about this yesterday, man. A big move in my eyes. I think this really, I think this really defensively, this is going to help the Bucks. The Bucks are already a good defensive team, but defensively, uh, ha- adding PJ Tucker to uh, to Giannis and then Drew Holiday and him, and then PJ Tucker can, can can occasionally give you a a corner three, you know, to to, to light you up. So uh, I I believe it's coming a little tighter with this with him coming to the Bucks. Between the Nets and Philly, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing goes. I don't know how many more times they play each other mm-hmm. in the regular season, but those three teams seem to be, you know, kind of separate. We kind of see them as being the teams. Okay, they got a. They these are the teams you're going to be able to pick from coming out of the East. But I love the signing of D. D- uh, PJ Tucker defensively for the Milwaukee Bucks. Black, we got five seconds left. Oh, oh, they didn't call it. Arkansas survives 68-66 over Texas Tech. My heart breaks for that kid who missed that layup at the rim. Could have been a foul there. We'll have to see the replay, but it could have been a foul there. They did not call it. Razorbacks Mm. survive against the Red Raiders. Wow, what a finish, man. What a finish. Great game. Great game, man. These, these are the really? games you want to see in the yes, tournament. Most definitely. Great game. Dang, man. Great way to play their heart out, man. I want to see that last play again. It looked like it could have been a foul there. But do you call that foul? Do you call that? If you're the ref, do you foul that? Do you give the... Nah. Ooh. Nah, he just missed. He just missed. It was contact. His body was on him, but you. I don't think you could call that. Oh, that's tough, man. That's a tough one. Yeah, I don't know if you call that. It's not, I don't think it was enough contact there to call that. That's tough. I don't think there was enough contact there to call that. Great game. Great game. Razorbacks advance to the Sweet 16. Great game. All right, so back to PJ Tucker. Great move. Great move for the Bucks. They needed this piece, but it's kind of give and take. PJ PJ Tucker provides toughness. PJ Tucker can guard your best player on the team. P.J. Tucker King, yeah, he can give you an occasional three-point shot, but he doesn't provide much offense. Mm-hmm. He gives you grit. He gives you toughness. You're not going to push him around. Giannis needs somebody else who has muscle and, and, and strength down low with him when we get to these playoffs. Because dealing with Embiid and Simmons for Philly, that's a task. Yes, it then is. Then you got to turn around and deal with, by God, Harden, 
Durant and Irving, I mean, you're going to need another defender of an elite level. Now, I'm looking at Milwaukee. Drew Holiday on Kyrie Irving. That's a situation. That's a situation. That's a situation. Yeah. You put P.J. Tucker on James Harden. That's a situation. situation. Former teammates, you got to know they know a lot about each a other. A lot. Yeah. A lot. And then you got Giannis and Durant. Mm. That's a situation. <laughs> a lot of situations there. It's a situation. <laughs> so I'm eager to see if we get this Bucks and Nets playoff matchup because I'm looking at the three best players for the Nets. You're dealing with three very good defenders in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. First team all defensive player in Drew Holiday, defensive player of the year in Giannis Antetokounmpo. First team in first PJ team in PJ. T- so it's mm-hmm. it's we're gonna be. I hope we get to see him again in the regular oh, season. I'm not sure if we do. I think we do though. Yeah, I think we do get him again in the regular season. But PJ Tucker is a very nice addition. I think he fits in Milwaukee, and I think it gives them a little bit of more. Swag, so to okay. speak, coming into the building that they know they got a guy that you just not gonna move like that, and he's dependable. So, yeah, so good move by the Milwaukee Bucks bringing in PJ Tucker. All right, man, well, we got the trade line come, the trade deadline coming up in the NBA. It's kind of gotten a little quiet around the league in trades. Aaron Gordon is a name that's out there for the Orlando Magic. His name is being thrown in the mix with Golden State. Um, uh, uh, the Pelicans are in the mix for Aaron Gordon. The New York Knicks could be a possible destination for Aaron Gordon. And last but not least, the Phoenix Suns are seen to be interested in Aaron Gordon. Those are what the reports are saying. Other than that, the main name out there for the buyout is Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. It's Andre Drummond. Zach Levine, Bulls say he would not be traded. Kyle Lowry, they say he would not be traded for the Raptors. Um, so it seems like you could have a quiet trade deadline, but Drummond and Aaron Gordon seem to be the marquee names on the moves. W- what do you think Aaron Gordon could possibly fit with his skill set? Very good rebounder, some athleticism, underrated defender. Scoring's gone down a lot. Vucevic is the man in Orlando right now to get the ball in his hands. What do you think about Aaron Gordon potentially landing with a contender? Oh. What the other night scoring wise, it didn't look like his scoring yeah, went down against yeah, the Nets. Yeah, but yeah. um Aaron Gordon seemed like he still got a little something. I had I had said uh, on the last episode I really don't know how much he could give you, but I think Aaron Gordon could give a contender uh, a pretty decent uh give them something to help them out in the playoffs. Uh where he lands, I don't know. I think he would be a really nice fit with Phoenix. Cause Phoenix got that young team; they just need one more piece to pay to, to uh, a person that can pay that three four uh, three four slot. So, yeah. I, I think he would be a good fit there. And um, also, I see another name that's raising eyebrows, and I was like, "Where did this come from?" Alonzo Ball. Alonzo, yeah, well, he's, he's with, been with, in the with, talks with the, with, the, with the Pelicans. I yeah, I, I felt like he was playing good basketball for them. D. I don't know what well, was going on. Really their backup so, is really good. Okay, so backup I don't really good. So I don't see I don't know where he could land. Could he land on a contender? I could see him landing on a contender. I would love to see you him know, in, I would love to see him in Golden State. Yeah, I think he would be nice in Golden State. I love State. to see him in Golden yeah, State. Yeah, I, I think he could be really they nice. Say the Clippers there. are a possibility as well. Oh man. If he that go would, out there with the Clippers, that'd man. Big, that'd be big for the Clippers if they could snag him. But yeah. I was it was shocked to see him come out of left field with the with the trade talks. For me, I hadn't seen anything right. before uh yesterday's. Right. But um Wherever he ends up, man, I think it'd be a nice piece. Yeah, I agree. Lonzo Ball would be a nice piece. I mean, if you get him in with the Clippers, I mean, 
that could potentially get them over the hump for a title. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pat Bev is not a point guard. He just plays the position. Mm-hmm. He, 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 I mean, I'm just telling the truth. I mean, Golden State, Steph, Steph is the point guard we know. But they're going to run small. If they get Zoe and Zoe ends up coming out there being a starter at point guard and you move him over. Because Clay can come back and play the three. Steph can go to the two. Mm-hmm. Look what Kyrie Irving did. Steph and Kyrie about the same size. Mm-hmm. And Steph could definitely go to the two, no problem. Just like Dame Lillard could go to the two. So I don't really see no issues there. But I ain't going to lie. I don't see Lonzo staying with the Pelicans. I don't think he fits what they're trying to do. Okay. I think he's a floor general in the way that he's really improved with his three-point shot. And he plays really good defense. The Pelicans suck at defense. They are terrible at defense. If you get them out there with the Clippers, Ty Lue, that could be a problem out there. I'd be a little nervous for the Lakers in the playoff series playing against Lonzo Ball starting at the point guard position. Seriously, mm-hmm. I would. I would. So, Keep an eye on that Alonzo Ball, Trey. We'll see uh, if he is traded or not. He is a free agent uh, at the end of this season as well. Okay. So either way it goes, Zoe could be on the move, okay? All right, man. So that's really going to wrap up the NBA. It's tournament time. So, you know, the NBA kind of takes a small backseat to the NCAA tournament. But here at the Sports Desk, we're still covering the National Basketball Association. And, uh, you know, we'll keep you guys abreast of anything that we uh, get with the breaking news or any moves or any storylines. We'll be talking about it here at the Sports Desk. All right, Black. I've had enough. Mm. I've been sick and tired and sick and tired of this certain type of conversation. It's time to talk a little bit of MMA. Like, you ready to take off on that, man? Let's do it, man. It's time! Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on, now. Smell what the rock is cooking. Break it down. <laughs> now, Black, we've talked about this on this show a few times before. And now we're back again because it's apparently been official that Khabib Nugamenoff. Former lightweight champion, 29-0, is officially retiring. Dana White posted. Conor McGregor even sent out some love to uh, Khabib. Other fighters in the MMA world have said it. And then Khabib himself said, I just cannot return. Large speculation is that his mother has put her foot down and said no. You will not fight again. You know, when you come from different countries and religions and stuff like that, it's just different. I love my mama. God knows the death. But if I'm still in my prime and I want to do my thing, I'm going to have to look my mom in the eye and say, Mom, I got to do me. I got to do me. But they don't run like that in Russia. Mm-hmm. But mama, when daddy say something, no matter how old you are, that's word. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be the case here with Khabib Nargomenov. Do I think Khabib still wants to fight? Yes, he does. Khabib wants to fight, but his mom is said no after the passing of his father. Um, this the last year, it's just created this thing where Khabib just pretty much it's a wrap. It's a wrap for him. And that led to more conversations 
about Khabib Nurmagomedov. Let's go ahead and get right into it, my boy. Now, Khabib Nurmagomedov has been, for some strange reason, thrown into the GOAT talk. For some strange reason, he's been into the top five of all time conversation. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why. And here is why I say that. So MMA fans and listeners out there, and especially one in particular, my guy RJ, a.k.a. Rufio, listen and hear me and hear me good. And we invite you, RJ, to the sports desk. We invite you to come on this show and talk to us and tell us why you think Khabib Nurmagomedov is number one or number two all time in your book. I believe RJ told me he thinks Khabib is number two after John Jones, which I highly disagree with. So RJ, please, if you hear this, reach out to myself, reach out to Black. We would love to have you on the sports desk so you can let us know why Khabib Nurmagomedov is the GOAT or one of them in your opinion. But Black, let's go ahead and kick it off, man. Now, Black, I ask you to get your top five fighters of all time. In your opinion, I have my top five fighters of all time. And then I'm going to tell you why Khabib Nagamanov, once again, is not the GOAT. And he is not a top five fighter in MMA history. Black, talk to me, man. Give me uh, your top five MMA fighters of all time. Yee. Okay, at number five, I have Anderson Silva. At number four, I ha- <laughs> at number four, I have Conor McGregor. Ooh. At number three, I at number three, I have <sighs> number three, I have uh, George Saint Pierre. Mm. At number two, I have Amanda Nunes, mm. and at number one, I have John Jones. Okay. Respectable list. Surprised by the McGregor entry there, but I understand why. Number five, I have Steve Miocic at number five. Uh, number four, I have Anderson Silva at number four. Number three, I have George Rush St. Pierre, my favorite fighter of all time. Right there with Connor, but I got him number three here. Number two, I also have the Lioness, Amanda Nunes at two. And at number one, I also have Johnny Bones Jones, pound from pound, greatest MMA fighter of all time. Now, missing from this list and your list as well, Black, <laughs> was one Khabib Nagurmanov. And Black, if you would allow me for just two minutes mm-hmm. to really put the icing on the cake here. The floor is yours, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks to Anyone who wants to have a conversation about mixed martial arts and you tell me that Khabib Nagamenev is in your top five, I'm going to walk away from you. I'm not going to have a conversation with you about Khabib Nagamenev being the GOAT or even being a top five MMA fighter of all time. And here's what people say. Oh, D, he's 29 and oh. And my reply is, so, so what? Go down that 29 and 0 and tell me who did he beat. Now, Black Shogun Hua, at one point in time, we revered Shogun, bad man, mm-hmm. former light heavyweight champion of the world. And who beat Shogun Hua to become the light heavyweight champion of the world? John Jones. Hmm, okay. Ronda Rousey regarded. As the very best 
female fighter of all time. And if you didn't think Ronda Rousey was... Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. And if you didn't think Ronda Rousey was, who was the other fighter that you thought was world-renowned as the best female fighter ever? Chris Cyborg. Black, would you mind telling me who beat Ronda Rousey and Chris Cyborg for championships? Amanda Delinus Nunes. Okay, Steve Miocic. When you're a heavyweight in the UFC, they call you what? The baddest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. Black, could you tell me who has the record for most title defenses in UFC history for the heavyweight division? Stipe. Who beat Francis Ngannou? Stipe. Who beat Daniel Cormier? Stipe. Thank you, Black. Black, and one last thing. One last thing, Black, before we move along. We look at somebody, BJ Penn. World renowned, at one point in time, best fighter in the world. Mm-hmm. Scary. No one wanted to fight BJ Penn, and there was a fighter that BJ Penn fought, and BJ Penn threw in the towel. He couldn't come out for the fourth and fifth rounds. Black, could you tell me who that fighter was? Uh, George Rush St. Pierre. And there was one last guy. Changed the game of athleticism before we saw John Jones in the UFC, who went on the most consecutive title fight streaks in UFC history, went to lightweight, went down to middleweight, cleared that division twice, just was the superstar face of mixed martial arts. Black, could you tell me who that fighter was? Uh, Conor McGregor. And Anderson, Anderson Silva. I'm Spider sorry. Silva. I'm sorry, sir. Yes, he, yes. <sighs> Khabib Nagarmenov defeated Aliquinta for the 155-pound title. Who of legendary status did Khabib beat besides McGregor? Who was it? Uh, no one, sir. Okay. Who did Khabib Step into the ring with outside of 155 pounds. Uh, no one, sir. Who did Khabib Nagarmenov get into the cage with who was a certified legend? Uh, no one, sir. So why in God's green earth are y'all telling me that a guy who was 29-0 who defeated Aliquinta in five rounds <laughs> took him five rounds to be Aliquinta to become the new 155-pound champion? And then here they went, oh, but he beat Justin Gaethje. Who? Who's Justin Gaethje beat? He beat Tony Ferguson. Who? You want to know who beat Tony Ferguson? You want to know who beat him? Huh? Mixed in Mac. <laughs> you want to know who beat at Max Holloway? You want to know who beat him? Mystic Mac. What are we talking about here? <laughs> Khabib Nagamenov is not in this conversation. Is Khabib a top 10 fighter of all time? We could talk about it. Because I got BJ Penn better than Khabib. Mm. I got Max Holloway better than Khabib. Mm. I got a couple guys better than Khabib. I got Chris Cyborg better than Khabib. Ooh. It's a couple fighters that I got better than Khabib. Daniel Cormier is better than Khabib to me. Would you say Henry Cejudo's better than? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you talking about? Demi- Dominic Cruz. Remember Ooh. him? Demetrius Johnson. Remember him? Ooh. Mighty Mouse. Hmm? Oh man! Come on, man. Let's not do this. I don't. And then you want to tell? But he's twenty nine and OD. Shut up! I don't care about twenty nine and O. This isn't boxing. Boxing twenty nine and O is means something. MMA, it don't mean anything. It don't mean, it don't mean as much, bro. It's about the bodies you put in front of you Absolute. in MMA. Who did you fight? 
Who did you beat and what did you accomplish? What did you accomplish? Don't tell me he beat Dustin Poirier. So what? So what? That, yeah, Dustin's a really good fighter. But Dustin Poirier ain't a nobody top 10 list. Justin Gaethje ain't a nobody top 10 list. Tell me a top 10 fighter besides Conor McGregor out of those 29 fights that could beat Nagamanov fight. I'll wait. Nobody. <laughs> so for one last time, unless RJ takes our invitation or anybody else who's out there listening who loves MMA, unless y'all take our invitation, please stop telling me that Khabib Nurmagomedov is the GOAT and please stop telling me that he is a top five or top ten fighter of all time. Was Khabib a very good fighter, even great fighter? Yes. Yes, he was. He beat everybody that you put in front of him. But when you talk MMA, when you talk boxing, you got to go to the resume. You want to know why Floyd Mayweather is revered as one of the greatest of all time? Whether you like him or not, go check the bodies. You want to know why Muhammad Ali is the GOAT? Go check the bodies. Go check them. Mm. You want to know why Roy Jones Jr., you want to know why and, and, and uh, uh, Earl Spence Jr. and Terrence Crawford, these guys are coming up in the race? Go check the sheets. Because when you go check their sheets and you go check Khabib Nagamenov sheets, you see that he beat Alaquinta. <laughs> in five rounds to become the lightweight champion of the world. And I digress. Black, you got anything on Khabib's GOAT in top five status? Uh, not much, man. Uh, RJ, you just sicking me, brother. <laughs> you my man. You just sicking me with this Khabib talk. Um, look, man, outside of Conor McGregor, which is one of my favorite fighters, so that's why I put him in my top five. Sure. And, and the things that he has accomplished. Hmm. First ever dual champion. First ever dual champion. Hmm. Went to welterweight as well and got a couple scraps. Exactly. In. Got the fastest nice, Got the fastest knockouts in three divisions. Well, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, but we don't talk, talk about, about stuff that. like they that. We don't talk. That. Yeah, we don't talk about stuff like that. That's <laughs> D. That's that's not relevant, my yeah, boy. Yeah, we yeah, just put that on that. a bike burner. Don't talk about that. You have to be undefeated and sure. go five rounds with Alaquinta to beat a man. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to be Justin Gaethje. Let's look at this list: Alaquinta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael Johnson, Michael Johnson. Okay, Conor McGregor. Okay. Um, the who helped? Uh, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Um. Who has he been? Didn't ever fight Tony Ferguson. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, man. And then for some reason, a little guy at Featherweight said, you know what? I'm going to test myself. I'm going to test myself. Max Holloway said, I'll move up to a fight. I'll move up to fight Khabib. But what happened to Khabib? He pulled out. <laughs> he pulled out. So tell me why. Some of the top fighters who's been willing to fight Khabib, he pulls out. I don't know, man. Besides McGregor, yeah. he pulls out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Khabib is, is not a top five fighter, and he's on the cuffs of not being a top ten fighter. I'm with it. So let's really look at this. We're not, like D said, we're not talking about boxing. MMA is all based on the bodies that you put in front of you and the bodies that you take out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The reason why we just gave you a top five is because of the bodies and the resume 
that they have and what they have and, and who they have beaten. Yes. Yes. So let's stop this narrative about being undefeated makes you the GOAT. No, it does not. It does not. Amanda Nunes has been beaten before, but why we call her the greatest fighter of all time? You know why? They know why. <laughs> they know why. She's beat two Hall of Famers. Yeah. Well, maybe three while two. home. Maybe three. Yeah. Devastating And put fashion. them to rest. Devastating fashion. Put them to rest. Play Undertaker for me. Put them to rest. <laughs> yes. So I don't want to hear anything about Khabib in the five rounds he went with Alaquinta. Nah, bro. In the fourth, in the, in, in the two or three rounds that it took to get Michael Johnson out of there. I don't want to hear it. Let's change these conversations. Kudos to Khabib Megan sure. for going undefeated. That's a very hard thing to do. Very good career. And we congratulate him on that. Very good career. But it's all about the bodies that you put in front of you and the only body that he has in front of him that has relevant and Hall of Fame on it is Conor That's McGregor. It. That's it. That is it. That's it. Eventually, Dustin Poirier probably could. Dustin Poirier might be a Hall of Famer. He may be. He might be. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But Poirier was never revered as that boy. Yes, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Mm -hmm. He's just now getting his just due. Yes. We talking about legends in the game. Mm-hmm. Poirier ain't not a legend in the game. He not. Come on, we love Poirier here. We, we do. do. We do. We do. So, RJ, anybody want to talk to us and tell me and Black why we wrong? Boy, we invite y'all to come right here and talk to us about it. All right, man, we're going to get out of MMA. We're going to stop by WWE for just a second, and then we're going to get out of here. So, let's go ahead and get it going, man. Drew McIntyre we got playing today. We're gonna like Drew's song, man. Yeah. I, I love what they're doing with Drew, man, with the killed and the sword when he comes out. Shout out to Drew McIntyre. All right, man, it's WrestleMania season. We're gonna run through this real fast. Fast lane, last pay-per-view before WrestleMania is happening right now. As me and Black are doing the show, they have some pretty good matches tonight. We're gonna go to the highlight matches. You got Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. Rumors are speculated. Um, that um, this could be it for Daniel Bryan. After WrestleMania, Daniel Bryan is going to officially retire and go on off to the sunset to be with his family. We all know that Daniel Bryan came back from a serious neck injury. He was told he would never wrestle again, but it's been almost two years since Daniel Bryan has came back. So um, shout out to Daniel Bryan. Reigns, Bryan fully expect Reigns to win the title, to keep the title and move on to Mania. You got one match I'm keeping an eye on, Big E and Apollo Crews. Mm. Keep my eye on that for the Intercontinental Championship. Apollo Crews is kind of taking on his Nigerian heritage and he's kind of reformed his character and I like it. 
Mm-hmm. I think Cruz has been cheesy for a real long time now. Yeah. But I like what they're doing with his Nigerian heritage going up against Biggie, who I love. I see Biggie being a world champion this year. Mm. I think Biggie would be the guy to beat Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship this year. Okay. And, we, and we'll revisit that later on. But Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, no holds barred match. Lexa Bliss, Randy Orton. Okay. The Fiend should be making his return. They haven't had an intergender match in WWE in quite a long time. The last one was China versus Chris Jericho for the Intercontinental Championship. I'm desperately waiting to see what The Fiend's going to look like, what he's going to sound like. What is this going to be like when The Fiend returns tonight at Fastlane? And with all that being said, we are going into WrestleMania season. Black, any of these matches tonight just really intrigue you before we get to Mania? Uh, yes, I'm really interested in the uh, women's tag team match tonight. Okay, talk with, about it. Uh, Alexa, I'm, I'm tripping. Uh, with uh, Bianca Belair, Bia- Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks versus uh, Nia Jackson Nia Jack- and Shayna Baszler. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I hope it hasn't happened mm-hmm. while we're sitting here, but um, I'm looking forward to that. I think, I think the uh, Drew McIntyre and um, Sheamus Sheamus match is going to be uh, pretty, pretty decent being former friends. Close friends and very you know, no holes barred. Yeah, no holes barred. I think that should be a very good one. And um, I, I, I want to see, I want to see how uh, Roman Reigns and uh, Daniel Bryan plays out. You gotta, I, I just, I just, I just really in my heart, I don't want to see them let uh, Daniel Bryan go out on a sour nerd, sour note. But we know that's probably what's going to happen. You know, with with this match, I've been thinking to myself, is it a possibility that? Uh, somewhat at WrestleMania that Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns and Edge could become a triple threat match for the title. Okay, I just been thinking about different different scenarios because we have seen that before. Yeah. You know, uh, with uh Charlotte Flair and uh Ronda Rousey and uh Becky Lynch, it mm-hmm. became a triple threat match for the for the titles. And this would be very interesting, like you say, this is Dan- Daniel Bryan's last hurrah. So I'm, 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 I want to see exactly what they do mm-hmm. uh, with Daniel Bryan in this match and moving forward to WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely, man. So WrestleMania season, we're going to be picking it up. Me and Black are going to be doing these wrestling shows, highlighting superstars. Right now, we just switched over to Fastlane. You got Bliss in the ring. It looked like The Fiend <laughs> is returning as we speak. Look at this. It is going down on this pay-per-view and the fiend has a hold of Randy Orton. Look at that arm. Look at that. Wow. That's dope. It started. Oh boy. This is live. Like, live. He's coming out of the ground. There he is, folks. There is the fiend mangled and maimed. New gear. Yo. New mask. Coming out of the ground. This is what we are talking about. Look at oh, the gear. Oh, man. Now, Look this at is the nice. Gear. This is nice. Yes, sir. Look at the eye. You see the color, different color eyes? This is dope. Yeah, we're wrapping up the sports desk right now, man. Wow, Abigail. <gasps> Bliss is going to get this win. Look at that. Look at that. Bliss gets the win. The Fiend is back. 
This is nice. This is dope. This is live. I'm glad we get to catch this on air. This is nice. This is dope. All right, man. <laughs> yes, sir. The Fiend has made his return. Me and Black caught it right on time. Dang, yes, we do. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Mm. WrestleMania, baby. Boy, that's Ain't something right there, boy. WrestleMania. That's Can't something right there. All right, man, we're going to get into some other news, man, that we're going to get out of here as me and Black are watching what's going on in WWE Fastlane. Real fast, man, big congratulations, big shout-out to LeBron James and Mav Carter on becoming uh, owners of the Boston Red Sox, a part of this new ownership group. First two African-American men to have any type of ownership in baseball. Uh, well, they're the, they're the third, Derek Jeter. Uh, has ownership with the Miami Marlins. So Carter and LeBron joined Derek Jeter. I mean, in my lifetime, I never thought I'd see it. Never, never. And the, and the Boston Red Sox. I mean, if you know about Boston, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's kind of wild to think that Bron and Mav Carter are part of this group. This is Bron's second professional team that he has ownership stake in. Liverpool out there in mm -hmm. England. It's amazing what he's doing. Man, it's they, crazy. LeBron going to be a billionaire while being an NBA player, bro. Yes, he will be. And LeBron says he ain't stopping there. His goal is to be the sole owner of an NBA, of an NBA team. That's big, man. And the capital that he's building as a player, LeBron will own a team. Yes, he will. It's just a matter of time. And just shout out to LeBron and what he's doing. He's really changing the landscape. There's something to be said, man, about guys. The way we grew up seeing guys like Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, those guys, they didn't do much for us. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to them. They didn't make the moves that we're seeing from God. LeBron is changing the playing field for the black athlete today. Yeah. He's opening up doors to let these young guys see that you could do this and still be at the top of your game. Yep. Put the right people around you. Yep. To make the right moves for you yeah. and you can be very successful this is big this is big for black people man to see lebron james and mav carter be part owners of the boston red sox monstrous something has this has never been done in boston red sox history monstrous and the history is very long for boston red sox monstrous so shout out to lebron james mav carter on the big deal, man, on becoming part owners of the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, man, it's it's incredible. It's incredible. And shout out to Jordan too. I mean, Jordan is one the only African American owner in the NBA. Yes. For the Charlotte Hornets, man. But I know what you mean by that. The way Mav and LeBron are moving, we didn't get a chance to see Jordan move like that. Mm -hmm. So I know what you're saying with that. All right, man. Eric Bischoff is wild. Eric Bischoff is going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Going into the W. W.E. Hall of Fame, man. We just got some breaking news into the sports desk. Looks like LaMelo Ball may be out for the rest of the season with a fractured wrist. God. Man, that, that sucks, bro. That sucks, man. Your potential rookie of the year is out. He still should be rookie of the year. Is out for the rest of the season. Breaking man, news here sucks, at the sports man. desk. Dang. Man, that sucks, man. That sucks. That sucks. All right, man. Um, a good thing. Eric Bischoff. If you know Eric Bischoff, 
WCWE, WCW uh, guru, formed the NWO, major, major marksman man in wrestling history. I mean, just exceptional, exceptional the things that Bishop has done. If you know the history, it is wild that he's going into the WWE Hall of Fame. And Black, they're doing something really dope next year for HBCU college football players. They're going to have a bowl game for HBCU players only mm. to be on display for the NFL coaches and GMs and owners. Okay. So they're going to start that in 2022. I think this is incredible. It's like what basketball players get the chance to do in the tournament. You don't necessarily have to be a part of a power five to make it to the league. You don't. But when you're an HBCU football player, you don't get looked at. Mm -hmm. Name me one HBCU football player that you know about besides Doug Williams. <laughs> That's it. That's almost 30 years ago. Yeah. Not saying that there aren't others in the league, but we don't know who they are. Mm -hmm. But the NFL is putting on this game for these players. That is huge. Shout out to the NFL for doing this or whoever is behind this move. HBCU Bowl coming in 2022. Great deal. Yeah, that's big. Speaking of football, NFL and Disney and Amazon close on a monstrous deal. Billion dollar deal. Thursday Night Football is moving exclusively to Amazon next season. Mm. ESPN is going to get regular season games outside of Monday Night Football oh, man. coming in 2022 as well. And more details for ABC to get regular season games as well. You could potentially get games on Sunday, ABC, CBS, and Fox. Oh, man. All on Sundays. NBA is listening and expanding. On those Sundays, we get in, in a Fox and CBS. Now, here at the Sports says we get all the leaks, so we don't miss no games. Yeah. But it'll be great for other people to have the option to see games like this. So, huge deal with the NFL, Disney, and Amazon. And last but not least, my boy, Canelo Saul Avedaz has locked in his next championship attempt against Billy Joel Sanders, set on May 8th, your boy's birthday, uh, Cinco de Mayo, but it will be in front of 60 thousand mm. fans at AT&T Stadium in Dallas, Texas. The largest crowd since the global pandemic just over a year ago. Canelo, Billy Joe Sanders, middleweight fight, May 8, 60,000 fans in AT&T Stadium, Jerry's World. That's big. There you have it. Yeah, that's big. All right. All right, man. Shout out to Dre. Shout out to Limpur Freestyle Ross Rose. So, you know, it's carry out. You get all that. You know, so. All right, man, that's pretty much it. Black, anything else before we get out of here? Nah, man, just uh, just want to say all the listeners and all the uh, support we get, man. We appreciate all the love. Yes. Man, y'all can hit me on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter at BlackENL3, man. Y'all hit me up. Let's talk about it. Absolutely, man. You can hit me at Dedra L. Hicks Jr., man, on Twitter and Instagram. Hit up the Reduced Lunch Sports page on Instagram as well. Uh, if you have lost track of any type of episodes, all episodes are posted there. Shout out to the NPN Network. Shout out to the Reduced Lunch team. Uh, we appreciate all the love and support. We thank y'all. Um, you guys be cool. You guys be safe. You guys take care of yourselves. Me and Black are about to get back into this fast lane and, and get back into this NCAA uh, uh, brackets that's being busted all over the place, man. So you guys take care of yourself. We'll catch y'all soon, all right? Sports Dance. No, no, no. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man.
Come on now.